Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's 54. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923. And enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Well, a very good evening from Southwest Florida. I hope you're fine tonight. And here we are for another Sports Lounge Live. Go right ahead, Chris. Okay, well, it's show number 138. It is uh, April 6, 2021. I hope everybody enjoyed their either Passover or Easter, whatever they had, opened the, enjoyed the opening of the baseball season, the end of the college basketball season, and uh, is still enjoying the regular seasons of uh, <clears throat> the NBA and the NHL <laughs> that we still have going on. It's, it's a little weird. It seems like we had strikes because, you know, the NBA and the NHL are supposed to be just about ready for the playoffs, but they're not. We've got like another five or six weeks to go of the regular season, but they're a very interesting one. So like tonight, we've got, you know, it usually feels like a playoff night. you got the Red Sox on, the Celtics on, and the Bruins on tonight. And, uh, you know, you have to decide, well, the Bruins and Celtics games are more important, but the Red Sox, that's kind of new. You kind of want to see how they're doing. So it's kind of an interesting thing around here tonight. So anyway, um, so what are we going to be talking about? Well, of course, we're going to talk about that college basketball season. Uh, we are going in the end of it and uh, college coaching moves and some of the things that are uh, consequences of that. We're going to talk about MLB. I decided even though it's early in the season, I would do the standings for the MLB as well. So I did those and we'll have that, the schedule and the baseball news. And there was just some that came across. So uh, we just uh, found out about a trade that we didn't know about. So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the uh, NFL. There was a trade involving the Jets yesterday, Sam Darnold. We'll tell you about that. Um, then we'll do the NBA and the NHL. And then, of course, uh, Sean's poll question that he'll tell you about in a little while. But first, before we uh, go start going around the panel, I'll give you the death list that you can uh, listen to at the end of the show if you're interested in some of these people. Randy Tate, 68 years old, a Mets starter in 1975, only had the one year in baseball in the MLB, Ron Green, 82, longtime basketball coach, Ken Reitz, uh, third baseman, 69 years old, played for the Cardinals, Pirates, and the Cubs, Jerry McGee, 77 years old, PGA golfer, uh, Gerald Irons, linebacker, 73, played for the Raiders in Cleveland, and the last one that we got uh, today was Mike Sensabaugh, who is a defensive back safety for Ohio State, of course, and then the uh, the um, Raider. Um, I'm sorry, the Chiefs and the Cardinals. So uh, that that was the deal on, on that. So we just found out about that. He was 71 years old, uh, 70, 72. So anyway, my little panel thing that I want to tell you about is interleague baseball and how it's going to work this year for your team. And I can't plug in all the, which your, who your designated rival is, although pretty much everybody knows who that is. Um, but the way it's going to the formula, you always have 20 interleague games now that they've uh, 
we've had the 15 teams in each league. So I was wondering how they were going to divide them up. So I got a chance to look at the Red Sox schedule, and I saw what they did with the Red Sox. So the Red Sox designated rival this year is the Phillies. So, you know, sometimes it's the Braves, and Red Sox and Blue Jays, Phillies and Braves flip around from time to time. But it's the Phillies, so there'll be three games here against the Phillies and three games in Philadelphia. There's six against your rival. Then you're going to have four games against two other teams, two home and two and away. The Red Sox teams are the Mets and the um, Braves. So there'll be two in Atlanta, two here against the Braves, two in New York, and two here against the Mets. And then you have three games against one team. So uh, the Red Sox teams are uh, Miami. They will go to my, uh, I mean, they'll post Miami here. And then actually the last uh, weekend of the season, they'll go to Washington and play the Nationals. So there you go. There's your 20 games. So that's how it works. You'll have to find out who your level two and level three teams are. But remember that the interleague, the way it works is by division, everybody, the East is playing the East, the Central is playing the Central, and the West is playing the West to cut down on travel a little bit and just to keep people a little bit closer. You know, actually, think, actually, Chris, it was supposed to be that way this year. Was it? Well, it just yeah. happened to yep. That's fall, how but... it was going to line up this year. Well, that makes sense, yeah, because that's how it was in 15 and uh, 18. So, yeah, but anyhow, so... That's how it works. So you just have to plug in. Obviously, some of you know your designated rivals, you know, White Sox and Cubs and, you know, Cardinals and, you know, Kansas City and all that kind of stuff. But you'll have to find out who your level two and level three teams are. But there you go. And then I don't even remember how it works on a normal year anymore. I was trying to remember that and figure that out. But we'll worry about that next year, I guess. But it's great to know we're going to have 162 games. uh, And even the Washington Nationals are going to play this year. It's really cool. Anyway, so, Rick, what's going on with you? Well, opening baseball season, I was watching the Red Sox Sunday as they went behind the Orioles 10 to nothing in the third inning, yep. and were about to be swept by the always tough Orioles. <laughs> and after this giant Easter egg they laid on Sunday, I was just having to think that, you know, three years ago, the Red Sox had probably the best young outfield in baseball. They had Betts, Bradley, Benatendi. They were all gone now. And against this great Oriole pitching staff over the weekend, the Red Sox outfield went zero for 32. <laughs> yeah. So it was, but I'm a little better now. They won last night. Yeah. So hopefully better things are coming. Yeah, well, Perry, still in one, oh. still in last place. <laughs> well, as we have, as we did on Sunday nights, you know, we kept people up to date on the scoreboard. Well, the, there is a game underway right now. Uh, it's in the middle of the seventh inning. The Braves are leading the Nationals five to four. So the Nationals are actually representing themselves pretty well, considering that they hadn't practiced or anything. Uh, in fact, they couldn't even get together as a team until yesterday. So uh, most teams then, have come off COVID pretty well. If you think about they it, have. they really have. You know, and yeah, what about we also well, have remember, another game? Remember the, Car- the remember the Cardinals did last year. They came off COVID pretty well. They did. Uh, the Cardinals well. are playing. I mean, the Cardinals. The Angels are playing the uh, Astros too. Astros, yes. And of course, on last yeah. night, uh, on a humorous yeah. note, the uh, <laughs> somebody threw a <laughs> yeah. a giant trash can onto the field last well, night in the Angels Astros game. Yeah. And, and Dusty Baker was not in, he was not at all enamored with that. No. Yeah, they threw a real one. They threw a label one first, and somebody else threw a real one. Well, yeah. Yes, but uh, that that's underway. And boy, the weather is beautiful here. If the I Cubs are home today, I'll bet they would have their twenty five percent capacity. If they were at home today, it's a beautiful day. And uh, Bill, we'll throw it to you and see what's up in uh, Florida. And when we were coming in, Bill, did you say no break at the bottom? No, no, there will be a break at the bottom. Sorry, okay. Robert. There will be a break at the bottom. Um, I'm getting better and better each, each and every day, Robert. So and now that I'm 
I'm almost back up to full capacity. There will mm-hmm. be a break. I've uh, okay. been watching a lot of sports, a lot of baseball. My Reds had a little brawl over the weekend with the Cardinals. <laughs> But nothing. I, I didn't think Castiano should have been suspended, though. What did no, you think? No, I didn't think so either because uh, the catcher uh, for the Cardinals actually pushed him. I mean, there was I mean there was some more stuff going on there, but he was a little exuberant. But he didn't like getting hit by a ninety-three mile an hour fastball. Yeah. Um, so yeah. he was kind of vocal about that, but. But uh, the Reds have won three in a row, and I don't think we'll see that again all year. So uh, we're just enjoying that while we can. Watched, you know, basketball like everybody else, and and uh, a lot, lot, lot to catch sports wise, uh, especially when you know you're rehabbing. So yeah. it, it's a good time. All right, Robert. Oh, yeah. Well, my baseball season has not gotten off to a terrific start, but uh, thanks to MLB X-Rennings, I've been able to watch some very good baseball games. So whenever my team doesn't do well, I've got other options. And uh, it's not going to get any easier for the uh, mighty Oakland A's because we still have the Dodgers to deal with, and then we have to go to Houston. So uh, one of these days we'll turn things around, but I did not expect us to get off to – the horrible start that we've gotten off to and the weather is beautiful here uh, luckily no air conditioning yet but that'll be coming soon go ahead sean By the way, sean before right, you well, do we mentioned the angels and the astros are playing now it is two to two in the bottom of the seventh okay well there is air conditioning here just like there is in florida and iowa yes <laughs> <laughs> as we're going to have in the 90s uh getting this week so but yeah anyway uh pretty interesting week we got the masters also going on this week the par three championship tomorrow the masters back in its normal slot that's right back yep. here, back where it belongs have they been having fans weekend. for golf i haven't really yes, heard yes they are yeah, they, they are, are. what percentage are they going to have or whatever how are they doing I, it i'm you not know? sure what the percentage is but they will have fans okay what the bank account rates in the <laughs> yeah, 25, 30 around there. But I know at the Dell match play, they had about 30%. The Texas Open, they had about 25%. So okay. Masters is going to have around there. And like I said, if uh, you want to check anything out, uh, you want to hear about the schedule in baseball and other stuff, you know, 712-432-3642 for 13. All your, all your XM schedules are over there. If you want to leave us comments, questions, whatever throughout the week, uh, Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net or 773-572-7715. That's a good way to do that. And the poll question, which you can dial in for that or anything else by downloading the Zoom app or dialing 646-876-9923 and then hit the code 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice. The poll question, favorite sports books and or movies, sports movies. So, yeah, pretty interesting one uh, out there. I got to thinking about that. Actually, I stole that from one of our local shows. They were talking about sports movies. So I got that. I stole it from them. But anyway, uh, let's get to the NCAA, the basketball tournament, the March Madness. And 
April Madness and yeah. other stuff. Yeah. I think the actually the, the actual championship game, Sean, was on Saturday night. Yeah, the best game. The best game. And I missed that. I, I was doing something else. I missed that game, but it sounds like I missed one of the ones that's going to go down with that Duke Kentucky oh, you, game you and did. everything else. Oh yeah. You know? yeah. It, it's down there with Duke, Kentucky. It's down there with, uh, you know, Duke UNLV. It's down there with uh, the Keith Smart shot. Uh, right. That was, I mean, it's it's in there. If if I had asked my question that I asked a few weeks ago this week about it, memorable NCAA moment, <laughs> that one would have been on there <laughs> definitely. And it was, I mean, it's already an instant classic. Of course, we're talking about Gonzaga, UCLA going to overtime, almost went to double overtime, and UCLA. Almost pulled off the upset and became, you know, the first team to. They would have been the first team to come out of the first four and make the final. So you know, but Gonzaga, and then last night we got to Baylor and Baylor just took over and it, it was a 16 point win, but it was never, never. No, it wasn't close. that close. No. No. And, and, you know, that doesn't take anything away, I don't think, from Gonzaga, but Baylor was on fire yeah. last night. And a lot of people overlook <clears throat> Baylor because a lot of them hadn't seen Baylor, but those of us in the Big 12, I mean, right. you've seen Baylor, you know you know what Baylor can do. I mean, they're, they're only it's only the second team from the state of Texas to uh, win a championship, uh, 1966 Texas Western, now Texas El Paso, the Don Haskins team, and it goes on to three Baylor women's championships, and so and only five national championships in any sport for Baylor: three for women, one for men, and I think one of the baseball championship. Now. <laughs> Am I right? Is this the first team other than Kansas in the Big Twelve, the current Big Twelve, to win uh, the NCAA? Yes, yes, so. it is because remember Texas Tech had that game against Virginia. They were close. Now that was another nail biter. Was that a couple? Yeah, years that was ago, a good game two years ago. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah, it was two years. That was the last championship before this one. But yep. yeah, they did not. Virginia won that one. Uh, but yeah, Texas uh, and Texas yeah, West no, is the only see. school in Texas that ever ever won until yeah, now. Because so. Oklahoma, Oklahoma never won it. Ah, no, Oklahoma has not no. won it. Oklahoma Even played Kansas in '08 and lost to Kansas. Yeah. yeah. Even in the Big Eight, I don't think Oklahoma ever. Mm-hmm. I don't think they did either. And, of course, no, uh, while we're on basketball, Stanford did win the women's tournament. They beat Arizona 54-53 to in their championship game. Yep. And UConn was knocked yep. out in the in the uh, by uh, yep. by Arizona by, uh, like, nine points on Friday night. So, Stanford um, knocked out South Carolina. So both the number one seeds you had a – was it Arizona was a four seed – Four seed and Stanford was a. Stanford was the two? overall number one seed. No, they were the overall uh, number one. Stanford was the number one. Yeah, Stanford was the number one, and Arizona was the was the number four coming out of their region. So, well, since we've been talking about championships, uh, David USF gave us some interesting information that it was mostly talking about UCLA and you know the different. They of course they won the ten out of twelve championships, and they won in 1995. But if you want to run down the numbers of championships for teams who have won more than one, UCLA leads with eleven. Kentucky with eight, North Carolina with six, Duke with five, Indiana with five, Yukon with four, Villanova with three, Kansas three. So those are the, uh, you know, the ones that have won, you know, in, in, within, you know, other, a bunch of people won too, but uh, that those are the sort of the primary ones that you like to talk about, you know? And North and, Carolina yeah. Lina hired a new coach because Roy Williams Yeah, and we'll get to that in a minute, but while we're still talking about championships, yeah. I mean, 
the the streak. Indiana's still oh, yeah. the last team to go undefeated in a season in '76. Ironically, the last now the last three times that there was a threat, they have all been in Indianapolis. You had you know Duke taking down UNLV in '91, Villanova losing in the semifinals in '15, and then of course Gonzaga going down to Baylor last night. And a lot of people, you know, they probably should have gone down Saturday night, but in there's something about the Indianapolis curse. They're holding on to try to yeah. keep that intact for Indiana yeah. there. So, and, you but. know, and while we're on championships, too, it was announced yesterday that at the end of April for the baseball NCAA, they are going to announce where the game, you know, where the host sites and, and things like that. So at the that sounds kind of strange that you haven't played your conference tournaments and know how all those went, but they're going to announce all that at the end of April. The NCAA yeah. will. Is this so that people can set up uh, not bubbles so much, but just precautions? Uh, you know, coming into that. That is, time? That is correct. Okay. Yes. All right. And then, uh, yeah, we have some coaching moves. A bunch of coaching moves this week. Of course, like we mentioned last week, I think that happened just before about Lon Kruger retiring. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he retired. So, and he's being replaced by Porter Mosier from Loyola. He's moving on to Oklahoma. So. Loyola of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. That would well, tell me. Yeah. That would tell me that um, Loyola must. A lot of those players must have said, "Hey, we're, we're not coming back." So, because I don't yeah. know that he. I don't know that he would have left if those guys were coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then of course, North Carolina. Roy Williams announced his retirement, and after thirty-three years, two schools, Kansas and North Carolina. Yep. Uh, what was his record? Nine hundred and six and. I didn't get oh, it. Yeah, I didn't. It was something like that. It was. It was really good record. But I mean, he won at both places. Uh, he he's being replaced by Hubert Davis, his assistant, who of course played also for North Carolina yes. and the New York Knicks, son of Walter Davis. And uh, he bec- and he becomes the first black coach in North Carolina history. And every <laughs> coach, every coach there was an assistant going all the way back to Dean Smith. Dean Smith was Frank McGuire's assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Guthridge. Bill Guthridge came in to replace Dean Smith. Didn't work out. Matt Doherty, now he was a player, not an assistant. They tried to uh, bring him in, but that didn't last that long. And then, of course, they brought Roy Williams, who was an assistant under Dean Smith. And now Hubert Davis has been an assistant with North Carolina for nine years. They're trying to do, you know, hey, he played for him. Uh, back in the day, they're trying to do another Jawan Howard deal, but like with him, he knows the players, so we'll see how he does. Now, North Carolina had a down year this year, but so yeah, they they were down last year too, I think. So yeah, yeah. they were down last year, and this year they didn't. You know, they they had a down year, but he he's been there. Uh, of course, I think Mike. Well, Mike Whitson that happened last week, so I think we yeah. mentioned. Okay, Chris that Beard, was, right? Was Chris Beard to what? Texas. Yeah, Chris, uh, yeah, and of course. As we all know, Chris Beard, it was announced uh, Thursday, it broke. He, well, he made it official Friday. He's leaving, going to Texas, uh, left Texas Tech. Chris Beard was a student assistant for Texas. He was a graduate assistant under Tom Penders, and then you know, he left. He went, uh, coached at Arkansas Little Rock, went on to Texas Tech, uh, an assistant under Bob and Pat Knight, and went to Arkansas Little Rock after that, and then back to Tech as a head coach. And then now came to Texas. Uh, you know, there's a lot of excitement going on with him. Uh, his assistant coach is going to be, it looks like he's going to be the new head coach at Texas. I do not have his name. They have not officially, I've only caught it once. I'll have that for you next week. 
who he's replacing. So uh, you mean the Texas New one. Texas Tech coach is what you're yeah saying, New Texas right? Tech coach yeah right. his assistant from Tech is going to be the new head coach at, at right. Texas uh, and the route because and I think that's pretty much no DePaul is going to hire uh, oh, yeah. the associate coach uh, from Oregon Tony Stubblefield right. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then also one of the things you talked about, Sean, was there was something. I don't know if there's a specific case or somebody thinks there's going to be a case or something. The Supreme Court is starting to think about this whole compensation thing for the NCAA. How, yeah, the how's that Supreme work? Court. The Supreme Court is actually hearing. They're hearing the case. They're hearing the case about uh, compensation for likenesses, likeness, and other stuff for. Uh, you know, paying athletes. They, they're hearing, they're hearing the case. Uh, you know about whether what the definition of a student athlete is now versus back in 1984. The last time they heard the case, they say, you know, with all the profits and everything going on, the the difference in a student athlete now versus back then, because several. It's, this goes over the northwest. You know, several of the states trying to, you know, they're making their laws and forcing the NCAA and saying, "Hey, what, what can't, how can they be compensated?" And this is not just. And th- yeah, this is not paying. This is not going to be that your athletes are going to be paid. This is going to be they can. Uh-huh. If and- if this goes through, this is they can make a deal. Like for example, if Chris were an athlete and. Uh, Jerry's Motor Company wanted to make a deal with Chris for you know to to compensate him for he can do that. It's not that then the NCAA is going to start paying the players. That's not what this is. And and this was brought up not necessarily by some people from football and basketball. This goes from some people that were Olympians, but they still had college eligibility left, and say swimming and track and field and other stuff. And they made this was on them because you know if you're as an Olympic athlete, you can get endorsements. Mm-hmm. But the NCAA was trying to say so. This was over some of them bringing this one, right? So, so and we're also going to have uh, the last thing that you know for the winter sports that we we you know know about anyway. I mean, there may be some other things that go on. But like swimming and all that to go on, maybe. But uh, the Frozen Four will be in Pittsburgh uh, this coming Thursday and Saturday. It will be on Sirius XM. I think the games are at five Eastern and eight thirty on in, in uh, on Saturday uh, Thursday. And Minnesota State is playing St. Cloud State, and uh, uh, UMass is playing Minnesota Duluth. So those so three Minnesota teams. As we said, they had five in the tournament in the first place from Minnesota, so it's not surprising yeah. they got a bunch now, of the Final Four. And, 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 Dick, if you want to unmute, we'll get you in just one second. Minnesota State, by the way, used to be, uh, in the old days, State, they used to be Mankato State, yes. Right, yeah. right. And one other one other little mention, we don't mention, it's talking about the minor sports, but this is an accomplishment that, you know, Eddie Reese, longtime swimming coach at the University of Texas, who just won the national championship this year, retired after 53 years. He won, and this has never been done in by one coach at one school in any NCAA sport. 15 championships in five decades he, he won at the University of Texas. Hired by Daryl Royal, made it from 78. I mean, whether you look at swimming, you know, not very big, but for any sport, for that accomplishment, there, I mean, championships in the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the 10s, and the tw- and then this year. So never, never been done, 15 of them, and then he, he won, and then the next one announced his retirement. So. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, if uh, Dick, if you want to come on board, we will go to you now. Hello there. Hello. Hi. Hey, uh, a couple of things for you guys. Okay, first of all, the best sports yeah. movie, in my opinion, was North Dallas 40. He couldn't wait to tell us. He, he couldn't <laughs> wait till the end of the show. Later on. That, all was right. a great that was a great movie. Uh, uh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. And the, book was, was, the book was good, too. Okay. And uh, uh, for those of you who are accompanists and don't live in Chicago, the score is live streaming with the A-Lady. Yes, and, they are. Uh, well, I'm getting him here. It's not even no. I mean, see now what's supposed to happen. And actually, we should talk about this. And this is a good segue into our baseball segment that we'll have maybe after uh, it's getting to be bottom of the hour. So we'll probably have a commercial coming up soon. But they are supposed to be a ge- geo block. They call it geographical within X amount of time place. You're supposed to not be able to get the game streamed, but they're allowing people to stream in their local markets. However. There are stations that are doing it far and wide. The WFAN is doing the Yankees. The score is doing the Cubs. Uh, Washington today, did you see uh, Perry was on uh, did, WJFK? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, tw- the WCCO with the Twins. Have, have now, been? Uh, what, I, okay. what I've discovered, because I live in California, if I have it on a specific station, uh, I can hear the game. But if I have to switch stations and then try to go back, uh, then I can't get it. So, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, well, if if I leave it on a specific station, I can get the whole game. But another not, one that streamed yesterday was the fan in Dallas. They had the Rangers game. Yeah. So uh, so there are some that are doing it. Now, whether this is going to change or what, I don't know. Now, yeah. we heard a story about the Mets. I guess they did the whole pregame show on WCBS, and then they stopped streaming. And stations do do that. And I'm not surprised because WCBS kind of needs that uh, online for where their mute news would be. For the That's news correct. Yeah. So I'm, I'm surprised they were doing that. Not, uh, they're not live streaming for the they are, No, they're not. You're, you're correct, Dick, because I tried to listen to that the other night for opening night. And, boy, right about the time that pregame show was going to start, that stream went away immediately. Yeah. And right. Now, they did have the ESPN feed, though, Sunday night. I, I was yeah, yeah, that. because they're an ESPN station, so they were able. They've got yeah. a deal, I guess, for that. But uh, well, yeah, one, no. one last thing too. Yeah. Um, it, these are also on the Victor. Uh, I have the score yeah. on the Victor stream. It was, they are. They are okay. Well, um, uh, about Loyola, my alma mater. Uh, ah. Those guys are, but most of them were going to either graduate or leave. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think I, I just think in Chicago rather than Oklahoma. But that's just a <laughs> come on, guys. Yeah, you can have blizzards in Oklahoma too. What's the point, right? They offer they offer him quite a bit of money, so I can do that. I don't care. You want to live in Oklahoma? Sorry, Oki. Sorry, Oki. Some of them are proud to be Okies from Muskogee, though, uh, Dick. I, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but they did They did smoke marijuana there, though. They, they did. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. sure they did. Uh, they just told me they did. Again. Oh, they have lots beard. of, oh, lots of drugs going on there. Lots of drugs. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's got to compete guys, against Chris here. Beard now, Scott Drew, and uh, Bill Self, man. That's yeah, a, right. A, Oh, and that's another thing I forgot to mention. Bill Self is practically getting a lifetime contract now with Candace. So. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he is. They're signing to lifetime. That's right. Okay. Well, we're close enough. Bill, why don't we go yep. ahead and grab the break, and then we'll come back and continue on with baseball. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets, and they all have one thing in common. 
Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit twomin2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for fast. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And we are back. Chris, before we go through the information, we don't, I would hate to see Jamal's hand just stay up forever and ever. Jamal, why don't you unmute and we'll hear from you first. Right. Oh, Jamal, is he going to unmute? Okay, there we go. There we I'm are. Go ahead, Jamal. Okay, I want to talk about baseball and talk about the White Sox. Okay. The White Sox laid an egg on in the two of their uh, – in the three of the four games out in Anaheim, especially Sunday night, they left. They were all four level runners in scoring position, yet the game was still tied four to four going into the ninth, and then they blew the lead. And then on a Saturday, I think it was Saturday, they pissed away another lead where they had to, where they took the lead and they blew it. So, and then of course in Seattle. They came back and won last night six to nothing. I think the White Sox miss Eagle and Jimenez, and I hope they can find the offense to take the place of his bat while he's out. Well, it sounds like the offense is okay from what you're saying because if you leave, and I've seen these those with the Red Sox many times when you had a good offensive team and you left, you scored three runs and left 14 men on base because everybody was on getting walks and hits and they just weren't scoring. So I, I think you have to worry about your pitching. Well, here's the problem, though. The Angels made a ton of errors on Sunday night, and that's the only reason the White Sox scored four runs, because the Angels couldn't catch the ball to save their lives. Yeah, three of those runs were unearned. You're you're correct. Actually, I think all four of them were. But 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 you're right, Bob, but I'm more worried about this vaulted relief pitching that Everybody said the White Sox had a great bullpen, the great middle relief. Well, well, after four or five days, again, we always have to say, and I'm going to read the standings here in a minute, but we always have to say if this happened between June 6th and June 10th, would you remember it in September when your team was wherever? I mean, it, it, you know, 
for example, you know, just the 2011 Red Sox went 0-5, I think it was. Then they would play great until about August 28th, and then they blew the whole thing. And, you know, so what do people remember about 2011? They don't remember the middle three months. So sometimes you remember the start, sometimes you remember the end. You know, if it never improves, you remember what a bad start it was. So it's such a small sample, as they say. Well, well, the problem with that, Roger, Chris, is every game counts. And yes, they do. The game in April may bite you in the butt coming down the stretch of September. But, but, but Jamal, it's, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. That's <laughs> the other right. thing. But still, I mean, if you screw up in April, it can bite you in the butt in September. It if you can, were, and, and that's well, you know, sure. <laughs> Even as bad as they played, if they'd won a couple of games in April that they didn't win when they started off so badly, they might have made the playoffs in 11. But, you know, they're, they're too much chicken and beer and stuff and just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. All right. All right. So here we go. Here are these small uh, sample standings that uh, we have for you. And you'll know because the Reds are in first place. American League East, we have Baltimore in first place at 3-1. and one. Toronto also 3-1. and one. Tampa Bay 2-2. Two and two. The Yankees are two and two, and the Red Sox one and three. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the Central, Kansas City three and one, Minnesota three and one, Detroit uh, two and two, but Detroit won their game today, beating Minnesota, so they're actually tied now. Detroit won that game. Uh, what was it, four to three in ten innings? Yep. Uh, Chicago White Sox two and three, despite all this uh, uh, stuff that Jamal said, and they've been on the road, haven't been home yet. Cleveland one and three. In the West, Houston four and one, the Angels are four and one, Seattle two and two, Texas one and three, Oakland zero oh and five. In the National East, Philadelphia four and zero oh, going into today, Washington second place at zero oh and zero, oh. <laughs> pretty cool. Miami one and three, the Mets are zero oh, oh and one, and Atlanta zero oh and three. So there you go. That's a, kind of a strange standing. In the Central, Cincinnati three and one, the Cubs three and one. So Perry and Bill fight it out to the death. <clears throat> St. Louis two and two, Milwaukee one and three, Pittsburgh uh, one and three. And in the West, the Dodgers are four and one. What else is new? San Diego three and two, San Francisco two and two, Arizona one and three, Colorado one and three. So the schedule for tonight. Well, today we already told you that Minnesota uh, lost to Detroit uh, four to three in ten innings. At uh, 4.05, Atlanta at Washington. And I know that game, we gave you a score on that uh, earlier. We can, give you, we can update that, Chris. It is 5-4 to four Braves in the bottom of the eighth. And not often on a Tuesday will we have scores for you, but early in the season we will from time to time. Right. And then at 4.07, we have Houston at the Angels. Do we have that anything is, on that? Uh, yes, that is tied 2-2 two to two in the eighth. A good game. Okay. All right. Six, uh, well, I'm, I'm going by the times I was given on XM. So I think the Yankees and the uh, Orioles, uh, it's at New York, Baltimore at New York, 635. Yeah, that's just underway. That's just starting. 640, St. Louis at Miami. That is Uh, just starting, yes. And Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, I think, also is just starting. That's just starting, yep. 710, Tampa Bay at the Red Sox. Uh, Let's see. We also have, uh, oh, at 705, they told me the Mets in Philadelphia. Yep. Uh, 740 Milwaukee at Chicago Cubs. 805 Toronto at Texas. 840 Arizona at Colorado. 940 the Dodgers are at Oakland. 
10-10 Chicago White Sox at Seattle and 10-10 San Francisco at San Diego. Yep. And it'll be much easier to do this next week if we have baseball schedules. <laughs> and Pierre, Pierre called Clovernook in Cincinnati and was told that by, we should have them by the middle of April. So that'll be that'll be good. And uh, so thank you for Pierre for checking on that on that. So we got uh, George. And we, do we, have some... we do have. Yeah, we do have some injuries, Chris. And yep. uh, one that occurred today. I don't know if you have this one, <clears throat> but um, to simplify it, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. has a shoulder. Basically, it's a shoulder separation. And it sounds like he is going to be out for quite a while. Uh, that yeah. happened actually last night, Perry. Yeah. It, it did. Right. But we just found out the injury today. Yeah, right. Yeah, I heard about it, I think, on the uh, Washington uh, broadcast. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. So George Springer was out for a 10-day uh, on the injured list. So he missed the uh, beginning of the season for uh, uh, Toronto. And then we have uh, G-Man Troy out with a knee surgery for Tampa Bay. Uh, let's see. Then we have uh, – what, what is this? Uh, uh, Walters. I, 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 Tony Walters signed a minor league deal. Oh, well, he's with the Cubs now, and that's yeah. because Austin Romine is on the disabled list – or okay. the injured list, I should say, with a knee injury. Okay. And then uh, uh, let's see. We already talked about the – I've written down to talk about the Internet stuff and the teams that are streaming and all that stuff. So we did our, all that already. Uh, let's see. And now uh, Regional Fox will be changing its name. I guess it already did on uh, They've April already 1st. did, yes. Yeah. They did it April 1st. Valley and Sports. Valley, yeah, Valley this, Sports, yep. This is for, you know, this started with, uh, like I said, April 1st, all your, like your Fox Sports Southwest, Fox Sports West, Fox Sports Arizona, <laughs> so and forth. And it started because I was watching the Spurs game on first, and they were saying, or they were going Valley Valley Sports Southwest. So I mean that that channel's had so many names. It's always good when you change things on April first because everybody says, "Yeah, right." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I and another one, another one, Chris, that we should mention. And I know that if you haven't heard it, go to listen to All Things Radio. But <laughs> Radio dot com is now Odyssey, and that is spelled A U D A C Y. But that is that your Radio dot com station are now Odyssey. And yep. by the way, your yeah, smart, the smart speakers are now updated with that information. And, uh, and also, and that to, means the whole company, Intercom, is no longer in existence. They're now calling correct. the whole company Odyssey, yeah. too. But going back to the whole the Bally's thing, the reason that was done was going all the way back to the sale of 21st Century Fox to Disney. And they were going to include the regional Fox Sports Channel. But ESPN could, but Disney could not buy them. They went out of, so Sinclair bought them, and they gave them a year to change. Sinclair's been running them, but they get, Fox gave them a year to change their name. And so they signed, I think, a five-year deal with Bally's Casino and Resort. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Angel Hernandez did not win his uh, discrimination suit. And so somebody because... said, uh, I saw somebody on Twitter, Chris, that tweeted an- just another bad call by him to file that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, among I, all I, the I others that he was... has. Right. Yes. I wish he was no longer umpiring, to be honest, but that's just me. Well, you know, it, that's that's the problem. See, at this point, that he's like a marked, you know, man and as far as to fire him, that starts a whole other lawsuit. So do you want to you know, just yeah. leave it as it is and just don't let him have any World Series games or All-Star games? But he does. He, it's obvious to everybody and, and, you know, like 
people talk about him all the time on all the broadcasts, how lazy he is and how he just, you know, doesn't get the calls right. He's just not good, but they can't fire him because, you know, well, they'd be back in court again. And the problem, Chris, is I don't know why he was necessarily suing because Angel Hernandez has been in the playoffs and I believe probably at one point in the World Series in the All-Star game. So I don't know what uh, he's he, upset he, about. He wanted, he wanted to be a crew chief and he was using both his age and his ethnicity as grounds to file the lawsuit, which the court didn't buy. Right. I think he hadn't been in the postseason or something or something since 2005. So that was another, and he could say, well, so-and-so was in all these other times, you know, these other people that are my age or my ability, but his ability is the problem. Yeah. Okay. Speaking Francis. of umpires, um, yes. the Red, Red Sox opener, we had country Joe West behind the yes, play. Yes, I've been about uh, to bring that up. Yeah, they said that, now, Dave O'Brien did something that I, I can't stand when somebody does it. He said that he was... He, he had umpired the second most games of any umpire in the history of Major League Baseball. And what he did was he didn't mention who was first. Did you guys know her? Uh, I believe the last name is Clement or Clement. Bill, Bill Clement. Like, Bill, 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 yeah. Bill Clem. And, and, and uh, Joe has to umpire 30, I think it's 30 games to pass him for the most in history. Okay. Yeah, okay. Bill Clem was a longtime National League umpire. And, uh, and that, see, it's easier, if you, especially if you add in postseason and now we have 162 games. So that's an amazing record by Bill Clem because, you know, I don't know yeah. how many years he was there. I, I believe, good. I think Bill Clem might have been before my time, but I believe Bill, I believe that Bill Clem's son was an umpire for a short time too. And oh. the, yeah. the Cubs, the Cubs and the Brewers, um, when they had like a 16, 17 inning game. And if I remember right, he had some pretty awful calls in that game. Yeah, well, it doesn't always uh, work out, you know, uh, hereditarily. But, yeah, Bill Clem was before my time, too. So uh, there you go. I was go. guessing people like Nesta Shylack or Augie yeah. Donatelli or something. But yeah. I know. It. Okay. So Francisco Lindor signed a 10-year contract for the Mets with 341 uh, extension, $341 million, And, we'll and that, be take, that takes effect next year, yep. Right. Next so year. Two, 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 22 through 31. And then we have uh, David Fletcher for the Angels signed five for twenty six million, and uh, and incentives could be uh, forty one million. What what is his position? I don't remember. Uh, He's an uh, infielder. Second, He's an infielder. Yeah, okay. Second base, I think. Okay, and the big uh, well, the big story nationally about baseball was the moving of the All Star Game because of the Georgia voting uh, thing uh, from Atlanta, and it eventually moved to Colorado, and so that was done on Friday. I'll try that to say it. Announced that. I don't. I don't really. I mean, whether you agree or disagree with a law, if if when they already have been awarded something, I have a problem with any of these sports that have done that. Now, if you can say, hey, we're not going to give you one, like the NFL said, we won't give you a Super Bowl with Arizona, but if you've already got one, then we're going to take it back. And the ironic thing is some of Colorado's uh, voter laws that are that they already have in place are a little stricter than what are in the Georgia yeah. bill. That's the ironic part. Yep. Well, and, and I think another thing that some people have brought up is not, not anything to do with, with, with the, you know, Atlanta or Georgia or anything like that, but you're rewarding a team with Colorado who basically just traded away the best player they've had in their organization ever, and you're going to lose your only other big-name player at the end of this year. Yep. You're being yeah. rewarded now. And not, well, not only that. What about what about the Dodgers? They were supposed to have the All Star Game in 2020, 
And yeah. why why didn't they put it back in Los Angeles? Well, they probably have that set up for for next year. You know, uh, they do, or maybe they maybe they didn't know about the fan capacity at that time, and maybe right. I don't know. Maybe Colorado yeah. already has a higher capacity of fans. That could be. But I mean, I just. I, I mean, I can say, okay, we're not going to give you one now, but if you've already taken and the, and the businesses are getting ready yeah. three months before, you know, that's where I have a problem, whether whether you agree or disagree, because there's a lot in the Georgia law I don't agree with. There's some that I, some stuff in there that I can see that make, but we're not getting into that. This is not a political show, but no. I, have, I had a problem when the NCAA, they, they moved out of Carolina that time, you know, just out of nowhere, you know, they moved a turn, they moved a game at the last minute, uh, you know. Well, the, N- the NBA did it with the All-Star game. But they gave yeah, it, it was the NBA. Show. It was the That's NBA right. with Charlotte. Yeah, but then, then they gave it back because yeah. what happened was they modified the law. This was with the transgender gender bathroom law. And, they modified it, and so then they gave the uh, gave the game back. So and I, I, I guess, I guess my only opinion is with this thing, and like I say, we're, no, we're not going to discuss the politics at all. <laughs> I wish sports would be sports. When I turn on yes. sports, I yeah. want to get away yeah. from politics. I don't want to see politics when I turn on a ball game. That I turn yeah. on a ball game to get away from that crap. Yeah. Well, it's never, it's never been uh, not politics because you had the, the fact that you couldn't even have a team in Atlanta until 1966 because of the Jim Crow laws. You had the situation where black people couldn't be in baseball till 1947. I mean, it's always been yeah. this way. Yes, they weren't there to say anything about it, but you didn't have the people you should have had in the sport. So it, it's never been. People want to go back to some good old days that don't exist. No, no, and I get what you're saying, but it's just like my whole thing is I feel I feel bad for those businesses that have been prepping. They, some of them, they, you know, this came in after elections and after people voted for whoever, and they may or may not have had anything to do they didn't have anything to do with this. Well, uh, and a lot of black-owned businesses. Yeah. That's Those are the ones yeah. that are going to be affected. And, of course, yeah. now, the, now the people that pursued baseball to do something, now that baseball did it, now they've come out, well, we, we really didn't want them to do that and hurt our businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't want him to do. They wanted baseball to do something else, and then baseball did. And, and by the way, by the way, do 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 you do you guys know Rob Manfred, who is the commissioner? Uh, I've not seen that he's canceled his Augusta membership. No, he didn't. <laughs> that wonderful weirdo Marco Rubio brought that up. Yeah. Uh, somebody yeah, was he, not, not very excited yeah. about. But yeah, yeah he, I mean, there is that. Now the question is, but Augusta, I think had had didn't they? Changed some of their rules and made it a little because there were some protests from the golfers. Some, some of them, but not all yeah. of them. Well, well remember, remember a few years ago, Augusta had a thing because well, you need to admit women and then right. you right. need to admit black. The whole, you know, the whole yeah, thing is get. the Perry's, The point is, Augusta is also in the state of Georgia. Where yeah, they have that's correct. Bill. And you know, so that's something you. Like I said, I don't like it when they when they take something away from you. I I have no, like I said, Arizona. I had no problem with that with the whole Martin Luther King because they hadn't they hadn't been awarded a Super Bowl. Yeah. They had, uh, by the, by the way, the, you guys, we do have some not baseball. We do have some breaking news, and we like okay. to do breaking news when it occurs. Okay. Uh, the yep. play the John Wooden Players of the Year have been announced. It is for the women. It will be Paige Beckers. I hope I pronounced her yeah. name correctly. Yeah, I've heard it two different ways. And then for the yeah. men, it will be Iowa's Luca Garza. Oh, Definitely. yeah. Definitely, yeah. I agree sense. with that. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. 
Well, I, I think we'll see what as we go along. And of course, this is the first shoe to drop, and we'll see. And also, this is in the courts, so it may not even take effect. Correct. You know, the, so we don't even know about that. But the other thing we'll see what the NCAA might say about some things and, and coming up. You know, that they might have awarded to Georgia or about Georgia teams. Uh, well, the SEC, the whatever. SEC's champion, their football championship game has been in the Georgia Dome for quite a while. That's right. That's right. So we'll yeah. see what they say. It's, it's been in Atlanta. It's been in Atlanta since it's been in existence. Uh, when the Georgia Dome opened, well, it was in Fulton County. You know, the then the Georgia Dome, now in the. New Mercedes Benz. It's right. been in Atlanta since the beginning of the oh, we'll championship. See. You know, so we'll check on. It, it's unfortunate that if the corporations really wanted to do something, they could have opposed the bill in the first place. But that's and they, and, they, and to be yeah. fair, Chris, they did not. No, they didn't. No. Nope. Um, any other any to... other baseball stuff before we move to? Yeah. Oh yeah, sports. we got a little a few yeah, more. We got... here. We got. Uh, I, I want to comment on something we discussed during the week about uh, some uh, people are de-emphasizing sports, in particular Dish Network. So apparently you can't get Masson for, the, and I assume some of these other uh, regional sports network, Maryland, you know, a lot of this, Washington, yeah, D.C. As, as their agreements are coming up with uh, and the regional NBC sports networks, uh, Bally Sports now, AT&T Sportsnet, Dish is not renewing. They're dropping. They're going to a non-sports. They're going to keep ESPN for now and keep uh, the regular Fox Sports 1, I think, but that's for now. Well, yeah, I think I think they really have a lot of blowback if they didn't have the NFL games. So I think yeah. they'll probably keep those. You know, they're they're, they're trying the to they're trying to market themselves as these place to go if you don't like sports. Right, because seventy percent of the people getting, will go there if that's what they were. Well, were looking for. I don't think it's seventy percent. I do. There's no. I think you got about three kinds of people. You got people that'll watch uh, nothing, no sports, that never have put on ESPN, and they've been paying for it for twenty years from their cable companies. <laughs> right, which is ridiculous. You know, they never put it on in their lives. Then you've got people who watch their team or or be interested to, when the team gets good, whatever. Then you got you know the real hard, and then then you got the hardcore folks. But I don't think right. now with sports betting. That's going to start to come up a little bit. But I think about 70%, if you think of all the women and people that you talk, you go in and you mention a sporting event and they, oh, the Red Sox, did they start yet? You know, things like that. You know, we've had five games. I mean, it really, there's that many. I, I think there is. You know, yeah. uh, so. but I think it's what they're doing now. Uh, this started, you know, you've had all the streaming services like Hulu TV and YouTube TV and uh, Sling and all these. That have See, there was one called Fi- there's one called Philo and Philo markets with where you get packages. They don't have or I think they may have started that, but they didn't have the sports channel. So they were marketing to the non-sports fan, and I think that's what Dish is starting to do. But I think that's going to hurt them because a lot of your now, a lot of your non-sports fans are losing, and that could be why they're doing this because a lot of your non-sports fans are cutting the cord and not getting cable. They're getting streaming services right. and they're doing that. So maybe they're well, trying. But, you know, all your the people that go to Dish or DirecTV or your local cable provider or Uverse or all these, they, most of them, they keep it because of sports. They I, think, I, I think Chris is correct. Probably he's pretty close on the 70%. But here's where I think you're, that you may have issues if you're Dish because <clears throat> what if you have um, – in, in Chris's house, Chris wants to watch the Red Sox and this and this and this. But, but, but Chris's wife, well, I don't care about that stuff. Then you've got an issue there. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, li- I live in a household of seven people, and, and two of us are – 
sports all the time. The other five right. couldn't care about it. That's right. Yeah. So that's yeah. 71.5% right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I, I, I am so thankful 21 years ago I made the correct choice of, of, of subscribing to DirecTV because if I was a Dish subscriber now, I'd be I'd be going nuts. Yeah. And I, I, was you know. never, I was never a fan of Dish when I had him back for a few months back in 04. Anyway, I wasn't that but they're, they're they're what they're doing. They're losing out. They're losing out to cable streaming services and direct TV. So they're trying to get. They're trying to find their niche. niche. They, yeah, correct. They, they've been trying to find their niche for twenty years, yeah. right. and they haven't done it. So now they're trying a new marketing scheme. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, and that's they're the poor country cousins of Direct TV, and they always have been. So that's yep. that's the thing. Yeah. And you know, what I was explaining to Tom, our friend in Maryland, who brought this up. Okay, he's got a choice. He can either watch Masson and, and do all that stuff, or he can leave. But he's got some good music stuff he really likes on there that he listens to, so he he wants to keep it. So and yeah. he can get things on the radio. And, and now, he's ironically, visually impaired, ironically, so it's all right. But you know, ironically, though, Dish owns Sling TV. Yeah, Sling TV still has all the sports stuff on the screen. Uh, they still not much longer, Sean. They're going to be getting rid of all that, also. Oh, that was okay. a big advertiser on EEI years ago. They used to yeah, I was just going to say, I haven't seen them in a long time. Yeah. No, no they, uh, Dish is going to be getting rid of all that on Sling TV as well. So, mm-hmm. yep. Okay, so that so the, you know this is something, and again, the people cutting the cord, the seventy percent are often people that wouldn't go to Dish anyway. But you know, again, they're trying to find a niche, and that's what Sean and I were saying. You know, because yeah. to to us, it seems like totally you want to have a television, or no, you can't get sports on it. That's pretty stupid. Same thing yeah. with the radio. Okay, so the Washington Nationals were the big story in baseball because they had how many people did they end up now on the injured list? About nine people. Uh, is it Terry? I think it's eleven. Eleven. And uh, for example, Jonathan Lucroy had to come in and catch today. He wasn't there for spring training. He was cut by uh, the White Sox, and he was catching um, uh, Matt Scherzer today. So there you yeah, go. Correct. And well, here are just a few of the names that are not with the Nationals right now. Both of their catchers, who were um, Jan Gomes and um, Alex, Alex Avila, Avila. Yep. and then uh, Patrick Corbin and John Lester, two of their starting pitchers. And Kyle Schwarber, their starting left fielder. All those yep. guys are out. And that's not the whole list. That's just some of the names. Yeah. Yep. And then we had a guy retire, 28 years old. Ty Butry had a bad spring training. And, you know, he just decided that he didn't like baseball that much. He was with the Angels. He was supposed to be their closer this year. Yes. But then he was optioned out. And, you know, so he decided to retire. And uh, as I said before the show, uh, that's fine that he decided to retire. And I don't know if he's married but his wife may have something to say about the money they're not going to get. Yep. Um, also, you know, I think it's just part of the thing where, and we've talked about this culture uh, more than ki- people, even even the stars had it when we were kids, you know, I mean, or younger or older uh, people. You know, Ted Williams had a rough childhood. Mickey Mantle kind of had a rough childhood. Yeah. They weren't always told that they were good. They weren't always, you know, coddled. And now you run into some adversities of some people at a certain age, and, uh, you know, if they weren't raised to accept adversity, and they can't handle it, you know, and off they go. That, that's my thing. You know? Yeah, I know. I, I think you really need to train your kids to, to uh, you know, win and lose. And uh, they're not always the best, and they're not always going to be the best. That's so, the problem, also, though, Chris, that, that in today's society, yep. you know, we're giving out consolation trophies yeah. and participation like, yeah. awards yep. and this yep. and this. Yeah. They have to yep. learn that sometimes yeah. if, you don't, if you don't win, you don't get anything. That's right. And not very many people can make millions and millions of dollars by playing a game. So I, I'm really surprised yeah. that somebody walk away from well, that Well, I don't of, think it'll – we'll see. 
Orlando Arcia went to Atlanta for Milwaukee. Yep. And then, uh, let's see, I think that might be it for uh, And also, Rodney yep. Odor, oh. yep. uh, formerly right. the Texas Rangers, got traded today for the New York Yankees. I did not hear what the Yankees are giving up, but the, the reason why this is a big deal is they designated him for assignment last week, and they still owed him all of the money for this year, and I believe two more years after that. Which, to- which totals $28 million. Yeah, so the Yankees picked up the entire contract. So I'm and, not. And, sure. and here's the stupid thing about that: Why would you do that? Why don't you just wait until they release him and then you grab him? Because then you get him for the league yep. minimum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, Jason Lester from the Brooklyn Nets in the you know, last week. <laughs> but uh, you know, I now he's an infielder, and I don't know. I don't follow the Yankees on a daily basis. I don't know if they have an injury. Or what? But I don't they so. they they just spent over thirty million dollars to protect well, themselves. And that probably, I would think that probably, probably the puts minders. them that probably you know? puts them over the tax, doesn't it? I would think, Chris. I'm well. I'm not sure. They were what close. They're... They were mm-hmm. close. Yeah. 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 I don't know. <clears throat> but I think the uh, the Cubs and Red Sox are paying more attention to that than the Yankees and the Dodgers. I think. At this yeah. Point. So. I think that's it for baseball. Well, so can I ask one thing? <laughs> sure. Yeah, go um, ahead, Rick. You, you, guys, uh, you guys may have talked about this last year, so if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. Um, I didn't pay much attention to baseball last year. This um, putting the runner on second in the 10th inning. Oh, my right? God, I hate um, it. Well, first of all, I just uh, in a sport that's so devoted to records and stats and stuff, it, it, it made me wonder a few things. First of all, you know, say the pitcher comes in the 10th inning, gives up a ground ball that advances the runner, and then they score on a sacrifice fine. Now, now he's the losing pitcher, right? Even right. though the, that the is Runner, correct. He didn't put the runner on that scored. That's correct. So that, okay. here's the way it works, Rick. Yes, he's the losing pitcher, but here's the thing. It doesn't hurt his ERA. Right. So the team then must have <laughs> must have a list of earned runs against, unearned runs against, and, and runs in limbo that were against them, right? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. You know, and, and the other thing, too, if he gives up a two, if he guys in second base, he gives up two home run homer, and the game ends, then he gives up that run, but not the guy yeah. in second base. Yeah. Right. Okay, and the one, the one final thing. Say a guy has a perfect game going into the 10th inning, and it's nothing to nothing. He automatically loses that perfect game? No, no. I, I think I heard that's not the case. I think we said that last year, didn't I'm we, not, I don't remember what, what the rule is on that, but another thing to remind he didn't, people. He didn't put the guy on, so if you're not going to charge him with a run, I don't think yeah. you can charge him with anything yeah, but, that caused the perfect game to but go I mean, But, I mean, if a, if a guy in the first nine innings reaches on an error, he didn't really put them on, but you lose a perfect game. Right. I'm yeah. not really sure how that works, but to remind people also, the Nationals and Braves will have a doubleheader tomorrow, and remember, all doubleheaders this year are seven innings. That's right, yeah. seven, two seven-inning games. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So the and, if NFL, you like, and if you like streaming, you can listen to both feeds of that of those games. That you can, maybe, yes. that, the barring them going away overnight, which also happens from time yes. to time. But, well, we know it won't with the Braves. They've been doing it for quite a yeah. while. They have. Yeah. They did it all yeah. last year. Okay, so the NFL, uh, and we were kind of talking about this. I don't mm-hmm. think it was official yet, and the, uh, the fans of the uh, America, uh, NFC East were happy that Daniel Snyder will be the <laughs> sole owner of the Washington football team uh, for the yes. you know foreseeable future. Yeah, now, what he, happened to all, the, the the investigation or what are they were doing all went away? I mean, the toxic no, atmosphere is, and he, everything? The investigation is continuing. Yes. Yes. But okay. he paid, you know, what is it, $900 million for the privilege of, of taking the rest of his football team? But did he – so he bought out these people so the NFL is still investigating him so we could have a Donald Sterling situation I don't think later. The, I don't think, Chris, it's the NFL. He's investigating not them. Yeah. Who, 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 huh? 
Yeah, the, team, the team is investigating itself. That would be Chris, yeah. like oh, okay. if, if you did they're something doing, wrong, but you're investigating it yourself. That's like a sec- oh, I do have to bring this in. That's like a secretary of state running for governor who gets to run the election. Yeah. Okay. That, I get yeah. it. Oh, okay. the Department of Justice and uh, investigating Hunter yeah, Biden. Or, like I said, the Baylor football. <laughs> well, or not? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, anyway, so that's all right. So the, the, that won't happen. All right. And then the big, I guess, news because the only other news that I really, you know, we already talked about the 17 game schedule, and Rick Knight very nicely ran it down last. Uh, the what the matchups will be for that extra game. Sam Darnold was traded from the Jets to Carolina for draft picks. And uh, Rick, you were saying you thought that this was a pretty good team trade for both teams. Yeah, I didn't. At, if the Jets were going to trade Darnold at this time, I didn't think they'd get as much as they did. They got a sixth round this year and a second and a fourth next year. I just think where quarterbacks are so valuable, I would have hung on to him even if you draft Zach Wilson and at least see if a team, you know, a contender loses a, a quarterback, which they, you, they probably got a lot more for him. And the worst comes to worst, you have him there for maybe Zach Wilson isn't ready at the beginning of the season. You go through a year like Kansas City did with Mahomes. Yeah, and, uh, and Aaron Rodgers is behind Brett Favre, too. Well, and I, I, think, I think the 49ers are going to do that this year with Garoppolo. Yes, with, yeah. You know, and this this is a good move for Darnold in the way for his career because Matt Rule and Joe Brady, remember Joe Brady who did wonders with Joe Burrow there at LSU. Uh, remember, he's the he's on the staff there. He's working with – so I think this could help Darnold and get his career back on track possibly. And, yeah, so, and yeah. remember, Carolina, you know, let's say they've released him, and I don't know anything about it, but Teddy Bridgewater still has two he's more years is. left. Yeah. He, he's still got two more years left on his deal. So well, that's probably a draft day trade, uh, maybe here. I, maybe. It's, it's not a guarantee. <laughs> we can have uh, we can go from one of our suburbs to the other. We'll go from Newton to Bridgewater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's not a it's not a guarantee that Darwin is going to be the opening day starter. So Bridgewater's still there unless yeah. unless there's other things in the works. Yep. Oh, I'm and, sure. I'm sure that's an asset that they'll be able to move somewhere speaking, in the draft. And maybe they want. Maybe they want to have a look at Darnold before the draft to decide if they want to trade Bridgewater. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and you brought up Aaron Rodgers. Just a little side note. Of course, yesterday <laughs> he started his two week run hosting Jeopardy, and I watched it today. And yeah, he was okay. Yeah. But did you see the funny thing that happened at the end of the show? When they were yeah. on the on the final Jeopardy, I don't know if you're not familiar with it. That's the one question that people write down their answers, and it's revealed later. Yeah. So a lot of times lately, when if somebody doesn't know the answer, they'll just write down uh, a shout out to a family member or something like that. Right. So this one this one guy didn't know the answer, and he wrote down whose idea was it to kick the field goal. <laughs> that was on the first. That was on yesterday. Oh my yeah. goodness! So those, so those of you that haven't had Jeopardy air in your market, that's not a spoiler for today. That was on. Oh, yesterday. that was yesterday. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that's funny. And Rogers yeah, didn't laugh about it. He was. He's a good question or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so Rick, any other NFL news? Well, I, do, I have a few free agents. Not okay. good. They're not very exciting, but uh, all right. Arizona signed Colt McCoy from the Giants. Okay. Uh, Baltimore signed the receiver Sammy Watkins. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, why in the world would he leave Kansas City? That's kind of dumb. I don't but okay. know. <laughs> yeah, money, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, Buffalo signed uh, running back Matt Breeder. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, Pittsburgh signed the running back uh, Kalen Balaj. It was with the Chargers last year. Okay. Yep. Um, Kansas City signed receiver Tajay Shop. Okay. Well, I think he spent some time with the Patriots last year. Uh, I think he did. A little he's, while. From yeah. U- he's from UMass originally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Las Vegas signed receiver Willie Sneed. Yeah, I told you about that last yeah, week. Yeah, we had that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Chargers signed um, backup quarterback Chase Daniels. Okay. Oh boy. boy, he um, moves around, don't he? Well he? Yeah, traveled, yeah. Though, yeah, the backups do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Washington signed receiver Adam Humphrey. Oh. Okay. And San Francisco, so I didn't hear this till today, and I thought he was probably gone, but San Francisco signed Mohamed Sanu. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And that's okay. all I have. Yeah. Well, boy, that'll drive people crazy if they see Jimmy G hooking up with a Mohamed yeah. Sanu. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Okay. All right. So I guess we can <laughs> move to. Excuse me. I think this is some allergy thing I've got. We moved, and I always do this in the spring. So we move on to the NBA, and we yep. got, of course, we're coming heading towards the uh, towards the stretch. Well, sort of. We got what about two? When's it end? May sixteenth, is it? May sixteenth. Yeah. Yeah. So we got uh, about uh, yeah a little more than two, a little more than a month ago, six weeks or so. Okay. In the East, Brooklyn is at thirty-five and sixteen. Philadelphia thirty-four and sixteen. Milwaukee thirty-two and seventeen. Now we drop down, and we've actually had a little bit of a, a division here to the teams that are really fighting for fourth place and the ones that aren't. So you have Atlanta in fourth at 26 and 24, Miami's fifth, 26 and 24, Char- Charlotte's 24 and 20, 25 and 24 and sixth. The Celtics uh, are the top play in team at, right now at 25 and 25. The Knicks are 25 and 26. So those, those are the ones that are really fighting for fourth, you know, fourth place. Then you drop down to, uh, Chicago for 22 and 26, and then uh, oh no, I'm sorry, I've got this mixed up. Uh, no, I guess 22 and 26 is Chicago, and then I think Indiana. No, Indiana is 22, 26, Chicago 20 and 28. So there's a little bit of a gap. It's not a huge yeah. gap, but it's a little bit more than we had before. So right now, if the play the, the play in game would be the Celtics would be seventh, uh, hosting the Knicks right now. It goes back and forth. All we know is that game would be in a Garden. We don't know which one at this time. Uh, and then we would have Indiana hosting uh, the Bulls at this point. So those are one game, right, one game, yeah. seven and eight. Yeah, one seven, eight. This is the winner of the seven and eight is the seventh seed. The eight then is the loser, and they go play the nine. And yeah. the ten is out. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so uh, yeah. so there you go. So that's how it works. So they're going to get it. It's kind of fun. It's kind of like a little like the wild card stuff yep. in baseball. Uh-huh. Uh, so then, then we drop to Toronto at twenty and thirty. They're not far behind the Bulls, so the Bulls got to watch that. Uh, Cleveland at eighteen and thirty-two, Washington seventeen and thirty-two, Orlando seventeen and thirty-three, Detroit fifteen and thirty-five. So there you go. In the West, we have Utah at thirty-eight and twelve, Phoenix at thirty-five and fourteen, the Clippers are at thirty-three and eighteen. Then Denver is at thirty-one and eighteen, and the Lakers really are being affected by these injuries. Yeah. Have dropped a fifth at 31 and 19 portland is at 30 and 19 then we get to the play-in team dallas at 28 21 memphis has moved up in the eighth now 24 and 23 san antonio 24 and 24 and golden state at 23 and 27 yeah we're so not right, playing we're not playing real well right now No, and they've got to watch their backs because dallas right now would host memphis in the play-in and then san antonio would host golden state but yeah. golden state i said with 23 and 27 and New Orleans is 22 and 27. Yeah. So New Orleans is making their move a little bit. Sacramento 22 and 29. They're not really out of it either. Oklahoma City uh, 20 and 30. Houston 13 and 37. And Minnesota 13 and 38. Hey, Houston's giving the doing their best <laughs> shot to get a better draft choice here. Yeah. In the yep. for the games tonight at 7 p.m. we have <laughs> Chicago at Indiana 7:30. We have New Orleans at Atlanta. Philadelphia is at the Celtics. 
That's on also TNT, by the way. 7.30 on TNT. Yeah, the Lakers TNT. are at Toronto at 8. Memphis at Miami at 9. That's kind of a strange uh, time. I don't get that. Yeah. Uh, Detroit at Denver at 10. And Portland at the Clippers at 10, and Milwaukee at Golden State. That's uh, the second that's half of the team. team. Yeah, second half of um, yeah. Milwaukee and Golden State. Boy, so. if the Lakers would stay in that, wouldn't that be a dangerous fifth-place team if that would happen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah because they, they should be healthy by that time. So, you know, and I think the only uh, uh, well, NBA news was Drew Holiday uh, got a four-year deal from Mil- Milwaukee at $160 million, uh, yep. max deal. Yeah. Well, yeah, four-year max deal. And other news, this is ESPN slash NBA because he covers the NBA and he played in the NBA. Oh, yeah. But we've got to talk about Paul Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> Paul decided, well, and it's one thing, they don't care about people going out gambling, playing poker, doing whatever, if you're going to go to a strip club. But Paul posted on Instagram, he posted a picture of himself smoking weed at the strip club and gambling and hanging out. And he... It wasn't like he was even filmed by somebody else. He he posted it on his own site. Like, hey, look at me! And yes, and yes, marijuana is legal in a lot of states, but federally it's not. And ESPN, like I was listening to Jason Smith talk about this last night. He said, "Hey, we were at ESPN. You knew what you can and can't get caught doing at ESPN. They have morality clauses because I worked there twice." He goes, "A lot of time," but he goes, ten years ago, he'd end up." You know, probably gone and no, it wouldn't hear, but now, you know, hey, a lot of times it turns into, hey, you can pop up, you can pop up somewhere, like somebody will pick you up, uh, you know, NBA TV or, you know, Fox will bring him in as an analyst or something or TNT. Oh, yeah. Bring him I, yeah, in I, I could see him as part of Inside the NBA. That would, that yeah, would be Yeah, decided to leave or yeah. somebody, I could see him going in there because he's one of the few good ones on that on that ESPN show. Yeah. He's one of the one, few that I can stand, but yeah, he, he posted it himself. Smo- he posted himself smoking a little joint. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, he's, yeah. uh, he's, uh, always been a little sort of on the edge. So, uh, you yeah. know, just he's a good player, yeah. but he's, you know, he got himself, uh, got involved with some kind of issue with, uh, got stabbed one time at a club here and years ago when he was oh, young. Yeah. So, you know, uh, just different things with Paul, but, uh, you know, uh, we'll see how he uh, ends up. I'm sure he'll be fine. Okay, so the NHL, <clears throat> and again, teams have, uh, because of the virus, teams have played different amounts of games. So some teams have uh, games in hand, and I really didn't sit there and add anything up. But no. anyway, <clears throat> excuse me, we got Washington leading the East with 54 points, the Islanders 52, Pittsburgh 50, Bruins 44, Philadelphia 41, the Rangers 39, New Jersey 32, and Buffalo 22. So they had 17 last week. So since we're from the time that Robert said <laughs> they got they five would, points, yeah. they've gotten five <laughs> points of two wins and a tie since uh, Robert said they'd never win another yeah, that's game. Right. Yeah, I'm <laughs> that, Robert. <laughs> and he's uh, also, and we need to tell you that he's also said uh, for those of you who want to bet the opposite that the uh, Dodgers win both games against the A's tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow. So uh, yeah. we'll see how that all yeah. turns out. So yeah. so right now, the uh, with the Bruins in fourth at 44, Philadelphia 41, the Rangers 39, so they're right there. New Jersey and Buffalo uh, are not. So that's it in that division. In the north, the Canadian division, Toronto 55, Winnipeg 49. So they've reestablished a bit of a lead. They were uh, kind of had Winnipeg and Edmonton right on their heels. Yep. Edmonton 48. Montreal is still fourth. No matter what they do, they're 43 <laughs> points in fourth place. 
<coughs> Vancouver is in fifth, and they are still at 35 points because they have a massive uh, COVID-19 outbreak. How many people are on there, uh, uh, Robert? It, 23? It, it, it's 23 now. Yeah. It's, it's And they keep adding more daily, and it's gotten so bad in some cases they've had to send doctors and nurses to players' homes uh, to give them IVs and stuff. Well, the so. issue is going to be, I don't know what they're going to do because Vancouver's out of it themselves, but people would like to play Vancouver because, you know, I mean, because Vancouver's got 35, Calgary 35, and Ottawa 30. So those teams are not going to be in, in uh, basically the playoff teams are, are set, but you would like to get games against these people. And if you, you know, sort of got ripped off, you didn't play Vancouver very much and you could have beaten them. Uh, that's, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do about this, but they really don't want to, I don't think, go on for an extra week. I guess, did they make it official that they're going to go to May, May 15th they, they've, they've already decided May 9th to May 15th they're going to make up games. But I don't, with this Vancouver situation, they may never be able to play. I, I don't know what they're going to do with a case like this. Yeah, that's my point, because they don't want to, if it was one of the teams like Toronto had an outbreak, they wouldn't want to take the first place team out. But the, Toronto, Vancouver's not contending, so we'll see. Right. <clears throat> In the Central... <laughs> And then that's uh, every week we have a new leader, and it's Florida this week with 56, Tampa Bay 54, Carolina 53, and then we drop down to Nashville at 41, Chicago 39, Dallas at 36, uh, and then Detroit. Uh, let's see. Uh, hang on, I wrote something down. What? Nashville, Chicago, Columbus. Uh, yeah, 36. Columbus also at 36. And Detroit, 31. So the deal is that if you look at it, the top three, you know, obviously they'll be in the playoffs and they're fighting it out for first place. You've got Nashville at 41 and fourth, Chicago, 39. And then these teams at uh, Dallas and Columbus at 36. So they're all in contention for the playoffs. Yeah, and why Chicago ever fired Joe Quinville, I will never know because uh, – I mean, this Florida team was not supposed to be this good this early. This just goes to show you how good a coach uh, uh, Joe Quinville is, just like Barry Trott with the uh, uh, Capitals winning the Stanley Cup, and look at what he's done with the Islanders. Yep. Joe, Joe Quinville is doing the same thing in Florida. So, Okay, so in the West we have Colorado now is in first place with 56, Vegas with 52, <clears throat> Minnesota's third with 48, Arizona is fourth with 43. San Jose has 38. They've moved up. They, they, we've got a real uh, soft part of our schedule right now, so we've been able to make a lot of hay. Yeah, they uh, maybe uh, maybe too far out, but we'll see. San Jose yeah. 38, and St. Louis hasn't done anything. They're they're down at 38 as well. They're uh, they're falling apart due to injuries, and their schedule has gotten a lot tougher. So the Kings 34 and Anaheim 29. So. Again, we have uh, Colorado, Vegas, Minnesota, top three, Arizona 43, San Jose 38, and St. Louis 38. It's Arizona's to lose. They should make the playoffs, but we'll we'll see what happens. And then uh, the NHL schedule for tonight, Tuesday at 7, we have Tampa Bay at Columbus. 7 is Pittsburgh at the Rangers. Also at 7, Washington at the Islanders. Uh, Florida, Carolina at 7 as well. Buffalo at New Jersey as well at 7. Also, the, uh, the Bruins at Philadelphia at 7. Finally, at 7.30, we have Nashville at Detroit. 8 o'clock, we have uh, the Vancouver game would have been played. Uh, they were going to play Winnipeg. 8 o'clock, uh, Dallas and Chicago. And 10.30, uh, Anaheim and San Jose. Yep. 
So there you go with that. And then let's see, For uh, we've already talked about the Vancouver situation. Yep. We had uh, Christian uh, Wallenin to the Kings from Ottawa. Uh, he's a defenseman, and they traded him for a forward, uh, uh, Michael Amadio, I guess, and uh, he's going to Ottawa. And let's see, I think, let me see if there's any other NHL stuff. That and I uh, keep one thing in mind, next Monday is the trading deadline, mm-hmm. so... Okay, that's right. What time on uh, next Monday? Uh, I believe it. I believe it goes until four o'clock. Okay. Uh, let's see. And I while think you're looking, that's Chris, while you're looking, Chris, NHL. let me update yeah. these. <clears throat> let me update these two scores we've been following yep. this afternoon. Okay. Astros four, Angels two. That has gone final. Braves okay. and Nationals are five five in the bottom of the ninth. Okay. okay. No, that was it for the NHL. So yep. I think we're ready for our poll question. Yep. All right. And that's right. Those of you who want to call in and answer the poll question, 646-876-9923 and then 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice. Star 9 raises your hand, ask a question. So anyway, all right. The poll question, of course, we're going to talk about some of your favorite all-time sports books slash movies, sports movies. Okay. All right. Well, when I was a kid, I went to the Library of Congress, and I was talking, and this was this older librarian. She wasn't super old, but she seemed old to me because of what she did. Uh, We were there. It was on our trip when we actually met the president and all this in 1964. And I was talking about how I really liked sports, and I really liked politics and all this other stuff. And uh, she she was mentioning some of the books they had, and one of them was about Roger Maris. You know, hitting his 61 home runs in 1961, and it went through the whole season. Sort of a, a written for like about a 10 to 12 year old, which was fine, and I didn't mind having that book. But then they said uh, Richard Nixon and his like seven crises or something, and I wanted to read that too. She said, "Oh no, you can't be reading that. That's uh, not a good thing for you to read." <laughs> I enjoyed it just as much because I was following politics back then, so I would have enjoyed it. But yeah. that was a cool book. What they did. They went through. You know, uh, I don't know if people know, but Roger Maris and uh, Mickey Mantle were uh, roommates. They were living in an apartment. They shared an apartment together, and uh, so they, there were all these stupid stories about them not getting along. That wasn't true at all. They were best friends. Uh, they played country music all the time, and Roger was more of the straight arrow than the Mickey. Of course, Mickey was doing his thing back then, but yep. I, I'm sure Roger went along as sort of the designated. Uh, maybe they didn't call it designated driver then, but you know, maybe Roger had a couple, but he was. He was more with it. Of course, Roger's yeah. hair fell out and everything else because oh, he was yeah. having all kinds of pressure, being this horrible person who was beating out. And I remember when he beat out Mickey Mantle on the, on the you know, I mean, when Babe Ruth and the last day the Red Sox played them, Tracy Stallard gave up the home run. And my father said, all right, you guys, I don't care. Whether he did that, that's fine. But Babe Ruth was a better player. Well, okay, yeah, that's right, Dad. <laughs> and he was right. My father was right. But he wanted to make sure that we knew. Because yeah. he saw Babe Ruth growing up, so he wanted yep. to make sure that we knew that. So there was a yep. lot of that going on. Another really good book was uh, Teammates that I got to read for work. And that was cool. And it was uh, about Ted Williams, Bobby Doerr, Johnny Pesky, and uh, Dom DiMaggio. And they got to know each other with the Red Sox uh, in the farm system coming up in the late 30s and all that. Before World War II, they all went off to the war. They came back, and then it's about a trip that they took. The, the uh, three of them, Ted and uh, Bobby, flew in from Oregon, and Johnny Pesky and Dick Flavin drove them. And Dick Flavin, a TV guy here, and he lately, lately he's no longer doing. He's older now, and a lot older, but he was close to their age. But he drove them down to Florida to see Ted when Ted was about to die. It was like the year before Ted died, 
and they went down to Florida and just they would tell you know the different ones telling their stories and their relationships with each other and you know the things that happened to them through their careers and just a great book about you know friends you know we we think about these guys as just ball players and you know those are all famous names those are all guys who did a lot in the game you know Dominic uh, maybe not as much because his brother but Dominic knew how to hold on to his money he was part owner of the Patriots in the early years and stuff but you know uh, they just talking about uh, what what good guys they were and their friendship how it never changed and he they were the ones they could really get Ted to loosen up everybody else you know he'd yell at them all and stuff and maybe he'd still yell at them but it was all in good fun you know everybody else Ted intimidated but my, my goal is when I retire to read a lot more sports books so when if we ask this question down the road and I've retired I'll probably have a lot more to say yeah. Rick? Oh, Rick? Okay. Finally got to a poll question where Chris didn't take half my stuff. <laughs> um, I got two books. One way back in the early 70s, I think, and it was it was a landmark book for sports at that time. It was Ball Four by Jim oh, yeah. Bouton. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love yeah, that book. I, I really did, too. And it was like the first book to actually give a kind of a behind-the-scenes, you know, and, and not protect all the players, teammates. and so It was a pretty good book. And boy, did, did Jim Bowden ever get crucified? Oh, for yeah. That? Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> um, the other one's just a shout-out. The, the very first talking book I ever read, back in the 60s, I was a kid, I got my talking book machine, and of course I wanted to, I just wanted something sports, I didn't care about the other stuff. So I read a, a fictional book about a, a baseball player called The Kid from Tompkinsville. And that, to this day, I remember that story because it was the first book I ever read on talking. But it wasn't great, but it was the first one I ever read. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. as far as movies go, um, I, of course, when I was growing up, I loved all the, as corny as they were, I loved all the old movies. I loved that stupid Angels in the Outfield. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. 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 I and, <laughs> and I loved the, the Monty Stratton story where Jimmy Stewart had his leg shot off and he, yep. and he played in the All-Star game. And they, they, they said if he could get to first base, you can have a runner, but you have to get to first base for yourself. And he limped all the way to first base, and that night he got to go home to June Allison. So that was great. <laughs> uh, but the um, my far the best sports movie I think around, and it's <laughs> I, I will admit that every time I watch it, I, I tear up a little bit at the end. Is uh, Field of Dreams? Oh yeah, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, yep. yeah. Another thing to say about Fear uh, Fear Strikes Out, which was the Jimmy Pearsall movie, a lot oh, yeah. of that wasn't yeah. true. Yeah, um, well, a lot of those old sports yeah. movies weren't. Yeah, you know? no, they, he never climbed the screen at Fenway Park or any of that nope. stuff. That did. Yeah, you know, he did have his yeah. mental issues, and he was out of baseball for like a year dealing with them and all that. But he, you know, he did some crazy, <laughs> crazy things on the field. But uh, some of the stuff you saw in the movie didn't happen. I was at a game at Fenway when he was playing for the Angels, and it was kind of sprinkling out, and it was just like between every pitch, he'd go behind the flagpole to get out of the rain. But the, um, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I forgot. Okay. Field of, field of Dreams, you were just uh, saying. Yeah. You, you no, were... Oh, no. Yeah. I was saying, you know, how they, they weren't very accurate. I guess even in, and I would never known it, but even Field of Dreams, I guess, according to Steve Buckley, who will tell you every time you, you talk about it, yeah. they had, um, they had Shoeless Joe Jackson bat from the wrong side of the plate. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, let's see, Perry. So, so now, Rick, you were happy that Chris didn't take half your stuff, but you took one of my movies. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but, that's, but that's okay. Field of Dreams was a great movie. Yeah. Of course, it was filmed in Iowa. 
Yeah, and, and, we're, and uh, it, uh, it, uh, later on this season, aren't they having a game? They are. In there. Yes. The Yankees yeah. and the White Sox are supposed yeah. to play in August yeah. uh, in um, that part of in Northeast Iowa up at the Field of Dreams. And I, I hope they get that in because that would really do great things for that economy up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I hope they get it in. Uh, Hoosiers was a great movie. A lot of those basketball movies were cool. Um you know, Bull Durham for a baseball movie wasn't bad. That was good. Um, yeah. Another one, if you have not seen it, We Are Marshall. Remember the Marshall plane crash yeah. back in yeah. 1970? Oh, yeah. If you have not seen that movie, I would recommend it. Um, that was a great one. And as far as books go, you can't get by without reading that ESPN book. These guys have all the fun, and my Lord, did they have a lot of fun there. <laughs> Yes, they did. <laughs> you got to read that one. Um, Moneyball, you know, about the A's, that was yes. that yeah, was a yeah. good book. And if I'm not mistaken, that's been made into a movie, too. Yeah, and yes, the, movie, yeah, seen it, the yeah. movie is not as good, not the very yeah. uh, the, the book is much better. Much Rick, better. What was the movie yeah. that they did about the 2004 Red Sox? There was a movie. I Fever Pitch? Uh, yes, Fever Pitch. That, that was, was, that was pretty I, good. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> that okay. was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Bill. Well, all right. Rick's already stole one of my books, Ball Four. So. I'm stealing everything tonight. Yeah. Long time. Rick's time is short. Short, folks. Short. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, anyway, so I had to go back to another book. I remember growing up. I'm kind of like Rick. I, I couldn't get enough talking books about baseball, and one of them was is called The Babe and I, and it was about I think it was written by Babe Ruth's wife. Oh. And I, I kind of remember that one. I remember one of the books about um, Joe Morgan of the Reds, because I was, you know, a big Reds fan. But the, the book I read, or we, the story we covered on All Things Radio called We Will Rise, and that's the... And I lived through it. I was there when it happened and listened to police scanner, the Evansville um, college plane crash. Plane crash. Oh, yeah. So those those are just some of mine. But uh, I thought, no way Rick's going to remember ball four and boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Sean? Well, uh, Robert. Oh, yeah, Robert. Me. Robert, sorry. Uh, yeah. But, well... I agree with uh, I I agree with uh, both Dick and Rick about uh, North Dallas Forty and Ball Four and uh, Perry with these guys have all the fun and uh, the uh, the book Moneyball was great avoid the movie like the plague it's it's not good at all um, yeah. uh, let's see uh, wow uh, where can I go here um, of course um, I'm a big boxing nut so I like. Uh, I like most of the Rocky movies. There's there's a few that oh, I yeah. I don't care for. Uh, Raging Bull. That's a very good movie. Uh, and you know it was the only movie that I can remember. They made it in 1980, but they actually filmed it in black and white because the the, the story was based on uh, Jake LaMotta. Yeah. And uh, so all the fights in the you know in the 40s and 50s. So they did it in black and white, and but the film was actually done in 1980. So, and it actually won uh, Oscar for for uh, the way they put that together. So, uh, that's a good movie. And 
Uh, I like The Hustler with uh, Paul Newman because uh, when I used to hang out at the bars all the time, I used to shoot pools. So uh, I love that movie. So. What was the one that Jackie Gleason did? He, he did one, too. Um, Minnesota Fat? Um, yeah. yeah. Wait, Minnesota Fat? I don't know if that was the name Minnesota of the Minnesota Fats, yeah. Yeah, well, it was Minnesota Fats, but I can't remember the name of the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That wasn't Cool Hand Luke, was it? No. No, no that was no. A, yeah, no. That was later. Um, but uh, no, this is a, a few of mine, so let's turn it over to Sean. Well, you took a couple of mine, like I said, the ESPN book and Ball Four. Yeah, yeah. Those, so I'll take a few of those. Yeah. Uh, another one that's really good. Now, the movie, I couldn't get past it because it was not very accurate. But the book, Friday Night Lights, and, you know, it talked about Dallas Carter and going and, you know, a school, predominantly black school, coming in uh, Odessa and, you know, uh, beating beating them. Now, the movie had to go into the playoffs. Oh, we're going to go to Houston, and then we go to El Paso to win a game, and they had them play in private schools. And as someone who was involved in high school football at that time in 1988, no, that's not what happened. You know, you have your set reasons. You play the winner of the next district over, and then you play, then you go on, and then you go to regionals, and then so then you go, and they don't play the private schools, and they weren't totally inner city, but the book told the real story. You know, they were probably black school, but it was a middle class high school, and them coming on winning it. And but the movie portrayed it like they were in the hood, basically. They they just made it very dramatic. But the book North Dallas, uh, the book uh, Friday Night Lights, good. Yeah, like that. Uh, North Dallas Forty, good one. Uh, Movies, oh, as cheesy. I loved the Bad News Bears movies. <laughs> Those were kind of, of major league. That's another one I mean, to get. Major get Bob Uter involved in that. Yeah. 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 That was that was pretty good. And one, it was funny, but it had some serious historic. And I never knew about this when I watched the League of Their Own. I never knew about the All American Girls. Baseball league. I never knew that there was one. Yeah. So I had learning about learning about that, and you know, Tom Hanks in there. I mean, well, probably one of the best modern actors out there. But that was a good one. Like, yeah. feel the dream. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no. And, and another good one. I don't know if you've ever seen Coach Carter. He went into high school. I forget who it was. Samuel Jackson. I no, uh, forget who it was. But he, I've only seen it a couple times, but it was really. He goes into this high school, inner city high school, and he cleans up the basketball team. He's like, no, you have to go by these rules. And the parents were getting mad because he was, he was disciplining their kids. And then they ended up finally winning, and they, they stood by the coach. And, of course, Miracle. Miracle. Oh, yeah. Well, one, and, thing, I've, one thing I've learned over the years, uh, whenever they make – uh, movies out of books, the movies always change yeah. a lot of things. Well, it's always yeah, well, best to like, read the book first. What's his name? The Blind Side? The, what's his name? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Orr. Real Michael Orr. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Michael Orr. He hated that movie because he wasn't allowed to talk to the actor. He said, yeah, they portrayed everybody. He goes, they portrayed me as this dumb. And, and he wrote a real book about it after the movie came out, after the yeah. movie The Blind Side. But he... He was really bitter about oh, that. Oh, right? yeah. But what like, was the one to, about Jackie Robinson to, about 10 years ago? Uh, was, well, uh, 42. 42. Uh, 42. That was good. I saw I that. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one yet. But getting back to like, the Miracle the Miracle movie, they took the real speech, the actual the speech that the coach gave word for word and had it in the movie. And, you know, a lot of times, like you said, they do things that are dramatic. 
They did not do that with Miracle. They left it pretty much alone, and they said, hey, this is this is what we're going to do. This mm-hmm. is how we do this. And, hey, like Kirk Douglas, she read that speech. That was exactly the way that coach said Herb it. Brooks. Uh, Herb, Herb Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. Herb Brooks. The, uh, the, the yeah. other one, I just thought of them. Uh, one of the books, and actually there's two of them, and I'd like to read them. Perry probably has because he's a historian like I am of the, the baseball announcers, Voices of the Game. Oh, oh yeah, I've, read, that, I've uh, read both of those books, yeah. Chris. They're very good. Yeah, they're I'm very, sure they are. I want to read, I, I read Talking to Ghosts. I want to read that one. Oh, the one with the Jim with Gray. Jim, yeah. Jim Gray. Yeah. yeah. And, it is. It, and Sean, guess, it is not on Bard yet, but it, it will be. It, it is yeah. on book. And it Andrea is on bookshare, however. And Andrea Kramer has a book out that I want. I can't think of the name of it, but she was, uh, they had her on one of our local shows uh, talking about it. And she talked about being at NFL films, being a woman there and then getting to host the show and then going to ESPN. And she talks about all the, you know, her rise. That's, I mean, from what I've heard, that's a really good book. Do you guys remember the movie The Dizzy Dean Story? Yes. Uh, yes, I remember. And, yeah. and do you remember who the famous person who's in that movie who played uh, the the uh, baseball announcer? God, so long. Uh, I don't know. Chet Huntley. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Really? No, no. Chet Huntley. Oh, really? Uh, yes, he is. Okay. Yep. By the way, and, and, of, and, of course, and of course, we know he was he was made famous because he he was part of NBC's uh, JFK coverage. That was That's probably correct. the most famous. Well, he'd been he and Brinkley were already doing pretty well. They, had they, they were, with, they were. But I think yeah. I think at that point, Chris, anybody that was on there, you you could. Well, all those guys got more prominent because they were on for two days. You know, Walter Cronkite right. and him, and, yep. and uh, you uh-huh. know, whatever. Well, yeah, yep. you think of all the baseball announcers that, and all the football announcers that had the cameos in different movies. I mean, Bob Costas has been in a few. Yeah. Another thing, (laughs) another thing that that we have, and Pierre, you can start to unmute and we'll get you. Um, Pat Hughes has a site where he does CDs about baseball announcers, and he's got a whole lot of CDs that he has. Mm -hmm. And I don't have them, but from what I have heard, that is, that is a fantastic site. Yeah, if you I ever think, want, I think they played him on rain delays a couple of times. Yeah, if you good. you know he's yeah. got a Jack Bach, a Harry Carey, a Ron Sano, and yeah. uh, Marty Brenneman, Vin Scully. Vin Scully, I guess. Scully yep. So mm-hmm. it, it sounds like a lot of people really enjoy. So if you re- if you really want to get into broadcasting, that's something you could do too. Pierre, yeah. come on yeah. in. Yeah. Um... My first one is an old, old movie. It must be from back in the 50s. And it's called It Happens Every Spring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then and then the next one, of course, is The Natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And then my third one is The Longest Yard. Yeah. The original, oh, yeah. yeah. The original, yeah. Hopefully it's the original because the new yeah. one, right. it doesn't, oh, my God. No. Actually, yeah. no, the, the new one, actually, the new one wasn't too bad, but it's not the original. They didn't, they, you know, they didn't ruin it. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I think that's, the, I think that's the, the problem with TV show. Things. You know, the best thing you can say is they didn't ruin it. That's yeah. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> I think the best TV show about sports was The White Shadow. Oh, absolutely. I love yeah. The White yeah. Shadow, yep. Yeah. That was great. I still say coach. I go with coach. Yeah, coach was good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I go with coach. <laughs> but, that was just, but anyway, all right. Anybody else out there with some stuff? Yeah, do we have any others? We um, do not. 
Okay. okay. All right. So, all right, you, you guys. You, you don't want to call. You get that. You get that. <laughs> That's kind of harsh. <laughs> the way see, it is. See, what these, see, see, you guys, what these callers put us in through. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. <laughs> okay. First one we got. Another movie oh. I thought about was oh. Brian's song. Oh, Brian's With, song. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. 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 How could we forget that one? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, nothing yeah. sure than death and taxes or an interrupt. Like, you interrupted death. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 You, you saved us from the dead. <laughs> that's right. Okay. First guy. <laughs> this is kind of an unusual career. Randy Tate, 68 years old. He played in the uh, for the Mets. He was a starting pitcher. From April 14th to 75, and then ended 9-27-75. So he only played the one year. And you can see why. He was 5-13 and 13 <laughs> with a 4.45 ERA and uh, 99 strikeouts. And, uh, and he was uh, 0 for 41 as a batter. And he almost uh, pitched a no-hitter no, no against Montreal on uh, August 4th of 75. And then they lost the game, uh, the, but they lost the game. He, he had the no-hitter through seven and a third innings, but they lost the game. And that was the last game that Yogi Berra uh, managed. They fired him after that game. So not a good year for the Mets. Uh, and then he went to Tidewater in 76, and then the Pittsburgh minor league system and tore his rotator cuff, in, uh, and he was out of baseball after that. So, And he died of COVID-19. Then we have Ron Green, 82 years old, assistant at Loyola, Louisiana, from 65 and 66, <coughs> head coach there, 66 through 68. He's about four Loyolas, and so that's why I said Loyola of Chicago earlier. There's Baltimore. Yeah, I know there's I know there's a Loyola, Maryland. There's a Chicago. And uh, Louisiana and Los Angeles. You know, the one where... Uh, I think, I think uh, Chicago's the main loyal. I think they're like the flagship, though. That's where... Oh, well, it, like, no, they were all Jesuit schools, and they could all be named after Ignatius Loyola, who founded the order. So that wouldn't necessarily... It isn't really done by the schools. It's done through the Catholic Church. But anyway, so he coached there from 66 through 68, head and the coach uh, University of New Orleans from 69 through 77, then Mississippi State from 77 and 78, then the head of Murray State from 78 through 85, and the head of Indiana State 85 through 89, certainly long after Larry Bird. And then the WBL uh, Nashville Stars, 91. And then he did some high school in Murray, Kentucky from 92 through 99. And then the Kentucky Retros from uh, 07 to 08. And then again, back to the high schools in Murray, uh, Kentucky from 08 to 11. And then his college record was 339, 258. And he uh, turned, uh, let's see, what's this? Uh, oh, he turned uh, Murray State around. When he got there, they'd never really accomplished anything. And he's in the Murray, Murray State Hall of Fame in 2016. Then we have Ken Reitz, 69 years old, third baseman. He came up in 905-72 for the Cardinals. And he last played uh, June 3rd of 1982 for the Pirates. In St. Louis, 72 through 75. <clears throat> he played for the Giants, <coughs> excuse me, in 76. St. Louis again, 77 through 80. The Cubs in 81, the strike year. Seven games for the Pirates in 82. He was an all-star in 80, and he won the gold glove in 75. He was a 260 hitter. He had 68 home runs, 1,243 hits, and 548 RBIs. And he was traded for uh, Bruce Suter. Uh, Bruce, he went to the Cubs, and Bruce Suter came to the Cardinals. So that didn't work out too well for the Cubs, I guess. Nope. And, 
<laughs> Let's see. Somehow uh, a lot of those trades with the Cardinals didn't seem yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They, it's kind of a Red Sox-Yankee uh, syndrome, too. <laughs> they haven't done all that well on those. No. Jerry McGee, 77 years old. Uh, he won five PGA tournaments. Four, uh, uh, oh, five tournaments altogether, four PGA tournaments. He won uh, in 75, 77, and two in 79. He started the tour in 66. His best uh, uh, finishes in the majors, he tied for fifth in the Masters in 72, tied for sixth in uh, 67 P, uh, 77 PGA, tied for 13th in the 71 uh, uh, U.S. Open, and he never went to the British Open. And he, was, he retired in 81 because of health, and then he had hypoglycemia, and then he was a club pro at uh, Oak Tree Club in Pennsylvania. And then he got on the senior tour in 93, and he didn't win, and he tied for second in 97 in the uh, Bank Boston. That was his best finish on the senior tour. Uh, no cause, but many health issues over the years. And then uh, Gerald Irons, linebacker, 73 years old, played for the Raiders from 70 through 75, so the early glory years for them. Cleveland in 76 through 79, started 98 of 135 games, 13 interceptions, one touchdown on those interceptions, three fumble recoveries, and he died of Parkinson's disease. Disease, And the last uh, person we mentioned is the one we got today, who was Mike Sensabaugh, 72 years old. He was a safety for Ohio State from 68 through 70, and then his last game was uh, January 1st of 71 in the Rose Bowl. He had 22 interceptions for Ohio State in uh, nine in one season. And then he uh, was on the national champions in 68, uh, who beat uh, O.J. and uh, USC in the Rose Bowl of 69. And uh, then they were they were the National Football Foundation champions in 70, but most people thought that Nebraska was the 1970 champion. And then they... Uh, he was, the, he was also a punter there, and he, in the 1969 Rose Bowl game, he punted for 319 yards. So that was a lot of punting that was going on in that game for Ohio State, but they won the game. Then he was drafted by the Chiefs. He played for the Chiefs from 71 through 75. The St. Louis Cardinals, 76 through 78, started 83 of 92 games. He had 27 interceptions in the NFL and two touchdowns on those interceptions and 12 fumble recoveries. And he died of cardiac arrest a couple of days after cardiac arrest. And uh, no playoff games for him. I'm not sure we had any playoff games for anybody in this whole list of, nope. uh, you know, any of the players. And Reitz didn't make the playoffs. And nope. uh, Sensabaugh didn't and so forth. Iron, what about Irons? Yeah. Uh, Irons? No, I don't think he – well, oh, he would have, yeah. But they the didn't Raiders, put any right? – uh, He would have with the Raiders. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. He did. But they didn't, he didn't have any playoffs. He the Super Bowl, but he made the playoffs, yeah. Sometimes Dave – yes, no playoffs, no Super Bowls. But uh, sometimes David has playoff statistics, but uh, Gerald Lyons uh, – that wasn't shown. So right. that is all I have. Yep. Sean, go ahead and wrap it up because the Cubs just started. <laughs> okay, well, folks, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, then I guess I better. <laughs> By the way, don't forget, we'll be uh, back next week. Uh, we'll talk about the, the azaleas and the rounding of Amen Corner. And yeah, I wish I had that music, you know. Because it's... And we will have <laughs> yeah, other, I know it. Yeah. And we will talk about other stuff, friends. Uh, by the way, no word, no word on who got the tie last night, by the way, from Jay Nance. But anyway, uh, oh. well, you, can, you can download the podcast by going to legendoldies.com. Now, getting it, or you can type Sports Lounge Live, three words in your podcatcher, or tell your smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts, or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. So, like I said, we will see you all.